Welcome to the Find Your Best Future podcast. This is the podcast that helps international families make great decisions when it comes to choosing university courses. Welcome to another episode of the Find Your Best Future podcast. Uh, Jeremy, uh, I think a month ago we had the Ides of March quoted at us uh, in, in horrific uh, uh, but accurate uh, variant, variant of it. Um, uh, we're talking about April today. Have you got anything poetic to say at the beginning, or are we going to continue with a normal episode? I think uh, maybe something about daffodils won't be appropriate, but no, we, we're just going to continue with a normal episode, Neil. So what are we going to talk? We're in grade 10. What are we going to cover today? Well, over the last few weeks, most schools have been providing grade 10 students with information about selecting their subjects for grades 11 and 12. So when you get back from your spring break, and make sure you relax and enjoy yourself, by the way, it will be time for you to move this process forward and take some decisions. And these decisions are actually very important as they'll have a great bearing on your grade 11 and 12 experience, as well as determining which subjects you can access at university. Right. So it's critical stuff, actually, for grade 10. So often uh, it creeps up on them unexpectedly, doesn't it? It is. In fact, at the moment in uh, Vienna, in the international school where I work, I'm busy interviewing all of our grade 10 students and making sure that they've actually picked the right mix of subjects so they don't close any doors uh, as far as their university future is concerned. So it's very very topical. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's get to it then. So grade 10 in April, all of a sudden, uh, the future looms large, doesn't it? Uh, um, what, what should they be thinking about right now? Well, the obvious, of course, work hard to get good grades, but that's always the case in school. It is. Um, but you have the other very important task of choosing your subjects for the final two years in school. Okay, so let's drill into that and think about the, the challenges and the opportunities of making this choice. Could you, could you help us with that? Yes. Um, if, if you already know what you want to study at university, then obviously make sure you take the right subjects during the last two years of school. For example... Okay, so, yeah, exactly. You need to basically work backwards if you know, don't you? Yes, you do. I mean, if you don't know and you're a grade 10 student listening to this, don't panic, okay? Most grade 10 students don't know and we wouldn't actually expect you to know because there's such a huge choice of subjects and universities out there. But if you are one of the minority, the happy few, who finds him or herself in a position of knowing, um, then you are able to make your uh, subject selection for grades 11 and 12 a little bit easier on yourselves. For example, if you want to go to university and study engineering, it's an easy one. Take maths and physics at school. If you want to go there and be a doctor, take chemistry and biology. Right. Indeed. So that's that's sort of the simple stuff. And I guess yes. an artist has to do visual arts and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. um, but at the same time, students, even if they think they know what they want to do when they're at grade 10, they often change their minds, don't they? Um, and so getting the right balance of subjects, depending, of course, on what uh, uh, curriculum program you're following is 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 also essential for everybody. Yes, it is. Um, I I think uh, having a balance of subjects is a good thing uh, in itself because it it gives you a a broader education. And I think age 16 or 17 is probably too young to start specialising, although I do appreciate that some curricula 
and actually compel you to do this. Indeed. Uh, so that would be the, the um, A-levels, for example. British like. A-levels is one example. But right. if you are studying a broader curriculum, like, for example, the IB, then you will be taking six subjects anyway, and it's going to be a mix of different subject areas. Indeed. Um, okay. So, so imagine that you're one of the vast majority of, of grade 10s who may have a, a vague idea, perhaps, of perhaps maybe of what they could envisage becoming, but have nothing concrete. Where, how should they approach this? Well, um, as we just said, you can have a mix of subjects, but pick subjects you're good at, subjects which you enjoy, because you're going to have to invest an awful lot of hours studying each of those subjects, and also pick subjects where you Indeed. feel you can get good grades. And, and I think from my perspective, um, the, the subjects that you enjoy is really important, isn't it? It is, yes, because uh, there's no point spending the rest of your life studying something you don't enjoy at school and going on to study something you don't enjoy at university, when with a little more thought and self-reflection, you could probably find something that you do enjoy. Now, grade, grade 10, often parents play a big role in this conversation. And, and I know that uh, many students um, you know, have parents who maybe have a fixed idea of where they would like their child to go, and maybe that doesn't match uh, where you know, a grade 10 student is sort of dreaming of going. Do you have any advice in that situation? Yes, I mean, obviously we have both parents and students listening to this podcast. Um, it is a difficult situation, particularly for the student, if the parents are trying to push him or her in a particular direction for which they right. don't really have any aptitude. I, th I think, you know, uh, you parents out there, um, you, you need to have a look and see whether the, the the subject profile of your son or daughter really fits what is necessary to go to university and study the particular subject that you have in mind for him or her. Uh, because, for example, we, we just talked about engineering, so let's stick with that uh, as a good example. If you want your son or daughter to study engineering and they're really not very good at maths and physics, then that's going to be a big, big problem. Right. But Jeremy, I was going towards the, the problem that maybe, you know, grade 10 students are growing up fast and maybe they had this idea that they wanted, let's say, to be an engineer. Uh, and that was what their mum and dad do. But now maybe their picture is changing. Yes. I mean, uh, obviously, people's ideas and priorities uh, change not only while they're in school, but later on while they're at university. Sometimes students get to university and discover that they've actually picked the wrong subjects. Um, there are ways you can change, of course, at university. You can either drop out and, and start again, or maybe if the university offers a certain degree of flexibility, you can change you know, midstream, so to speak. Right, um, and that, of course, would be particularly relevant in, say, a liberal arts university. Yes, um, I think... As a student, you know, if you're really unsure about which way you want to go, clearly you, you have to take a, a spread of subjects while you're in school, which is what sure. we're really dealing with here. But looking beyond school, there are a lot of university courses uh, uh, where you can go and take you know, a broad range of subjects until you finally discover where your true passion lies. Indeed. So let's take a look now at some practical steps that students can take that uh, are going to help them make uh, informed decisions, Jeremy. Okay, well, first of all, um, 
Maybe you're thinking of taking a subject that you haven't yet studied in school. Uh, yes, of course. And like then, psychology, for example. Psychology or perhaps economics. Maybe they're not taught, taught in grades 9 and 10, but they're offered in the last two years of school. And I think it's important that you go along and inform yourself because you probably heard, heard the titles, but you're probably unclear what lies behind these titles. So you need to read the syllabus carefully and also go and talk to the subject teacher right. um, if you have some questions. And particularly insightful, actually, is to go and talk to grade 11 and 12 students who have been studying this subject for a few months or a year or two, perhaps. Um, they are going to have some interesting things to say. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, you mentioned economics as, as the classic example, as a psychology. Um, they're subjects that are very popular, but um, often deeply misunderstood. Yes, they are indeed. Uh, so please, you really need to go and inform yourself and, and particularly go and talk to the subject teacher. Right. And, you know, if you um, have any, any other questions around perhaps uh, what subjects that you can study and what combinations you're able to uh, uh, put together, where should you go there for support? Um, in your school, there will be someone in charge of the academic program for the last two years. They might be called head of sixth form or they might be called IB diploma coordinators, lots of different titles, um, but it, it amounts to the same thing. You need to go and find that person and make sure you understand which combinations are possible. Now, in, in some um, curricula, there, there is a, a restriction on you. You have to take subjects from different academic fields, different academic areas like sure. mathematics and languages and humanities, etc. And you have to have the right mix. Um, and sometimes there, there, there are more sort of mundane restrictions on you, like the school can't timetable two subjects separately. Exactly. So obviously, if two subjects are timetabled together, you can't be in two places at once. So therefore, you can only take one of those two subjects. Um, so these, this is the sort of thing you need to go and find out from the person responsible for your academic program in 11 and 12. Great. Okay, so if you um, could give us a quick summary of the kind of things that grade 10 should be thinking about uh, in April, what would it be? Yes, well, obviously, as we said at the beginning of this episode, uh, these are important decisions. So the most important thing really is to make sure you inform yourself right. of the details and also leave enough time to go through this thought process. Yes. And very, very important, go and seek help and advice. And I'd add a couple of things to that. I think um, make sure it's a shared decision with you and your parents. Um, uh, these things are best discussed uh, over the dinner table, probably uh, well in advance so that everyone feels comfortable and happy uh, about the choices. Um, sometimes parents have questions uh, that are different to those that students have. And I guess we would encourage parents to, to drop in and talk to um, somebody at the school if they have uh, questions about this process. Yes, indeed. I mean, a, a lot of schools lay on a special presentation uh, for indeed. the parents to, to attend because, as you rightly say, it is important that uh, students and parents discuss this together. And often it's... Uh, you know, uh, um, a foreign process because uh, students may well be taking a different uh, curriculum program and therefore a different set of subjects to that that the uh, parents have taken. So, you know, mums and dads, if you're listening, uh, make sure you're informed, do it together. Um, students, include your parents, I guess, is a good message. 
Yes, absolutely. This, I mean, we, we were talking about sources of advice for students just now in terms of talking to subject teachers, talking to grade 11 and 12 students, but students also go and talk to your parents. They're going to be able to advise you as well. So thank you, Jeremy. See you next month for this one. See you next month, Neil. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast.